Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. When is the one time a man, a male, does not want to hear his wife say, Oh, that's big. I have no idea. When they're passing a kidney stone. Oh, yeah, you did that. <laughs> you were not home, though. You just sent me a picture of it, yeah. weirdly. But the one thing you don't want to hear is, that's a big one. Yes. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. I'm going to tell you what. One of the worst decisions we made was building a studio without air conditioning. The hottest week of the year. Hold on. What? Freeze. I can't. I'm sweating. I'm dripping. Our studio is in our bedroom well kind of well we have like this little weird sitting area that we acquired when we purchased the home so it's in there why don't we have air right now michael because of a federally protected habitat this is not a bald eagle we're dealing with it is a robin and i could have taken care of this before there were eggs no, you couldn't. I couldn't have. I could flick out the window and build another one somewhere else. This is why people have have compared you to the negative female characters in the Disney movies. No. Literally, we technically have four nests. We have crank out windows, two sets of them, it front was a, of the house. It was a bird Airbnb. One day, it made a partial one in one window, another partial one in another window, three quarters of a one in one window, and then it finally made a full-blown nest in the other one and now we have eggs so now how hot is it in here right now huh Huh? can you read that can you read that that far away what is that celsius or fahrenheit it's fahrenheit if it were celsius i think we'd be dead 84 degrees in our bedroom 84 degrees it's a brisk 84 oh really because you're sweating while you're saying that (laughs) all right so today, we're going to get back to finance. We've been gone a couple weeks. Life just has one. been busy. We just missed one. I think it's been two. No. Really? I don't remember what we talked <clears throat> about two weeks ago, but it's been one. I can give you a hint. Coronavirus. Which is apparently going backwards. Well, I'm not sure it is. Do you remember when we shut down? 
Yes. The very beginning of shutdown. Why did we close everything down? To flatten the curve. That's what they said. But what does that mean? What does flatten the curve mean? To give healthcare providers time to prepare for what they were going to need. To make sure our healthcare system wasn't and would not be overwhelmed. Correct. But it's not overwhelmed. No, it's not. I have friends in the nursing community who are like, I am so bored. And people are getting laid off in the healthcare department. Isn't that more on the admin side? No, I know that there's some nurses who have been laid off too because their their floor, which is not ICU, which by the way is what is COVID, is not busy because they're still not full capacity for, like I have a friend who works in orthopedics. They're not at full capacity for surgeries yet. Mm. So she... Now she's been there long enough. She does teaching and things, so she's okay. Mm-hmm. But they're not filling beds because they're not having surgeries. Sure. So therefore, you don't need however many nurses they have in a shift on the floor. Right. Regardless of which way, you and, you and I have talked about this, regardless of which way this is going to go, we need to prepare for it not to go well. Correct. And I don't mean from a virus perspective go well. I mean from an economic standpoint. Correct. Because we have an ability right now. So if you're unemployed right now and you're getting $600 from the federal government, that's about to stop. It might get elongated. We don't know. Right. But you're getting the 300 and something dollars a week from the state as well. You have to put this money away. Right. We have to prepare. So... For, for things to go bad. Um, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago, I, I was reading this article and it was about a charter boat captain. And from an early age, he said he always knew he wanted to be a charter boat captain. And his dad told him, and something now 30, 40 years later, he said, I still remember this moment. My dad told me that my job as a charter boat captain wasn't to take people out on the water to have a good time. Right. My job was to make sure they always came home safely. Right. And the joke I keep making is because doesn't really you're not really going to get any four or five star Google re- reviews. If somebody goes overboard and doesn't make it back. Right. Right. They kind of nose dives those reviews. And if they don't come back, they can't give you a review. So it's kind of, you know, to your best interest. Right. Good, bad, or indifferent, zero reviews equals zero business. <laughs> You know, but I thought of that from an advisory perspective. And how true is that with what our role should be in the investment world, the financial planning world? Our role here isn't helping you primarily when the markets are good, you you know, your health is good and your job is good. You'll make that work. You know, the, the charter boat captain's job isn't when the weather's good because, you know, take a day like today. The weather was fantastic. Right. It's, it's hot. Warm. Yeah. But it's, the lake is flat. Which it's been eerily flat for a while now. Flat lake. Little wind. Beautiful. How could... You would have to hate water and hate boats not to have a good time on the water right now. Or to work full time. Now... It means you're not on the water right now. No, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> if you're on the water, how could you not have a right. good time? It's beautiful. And so the... the charter boat captain if you're fishing or maybe going to islands or whatever their role you know maybe they can help you find a place you wouldn't have otherwise gone right they can help you catch some fish you otherwise wouldn't have caught but you're gonna have a good time regardless and so what they do is watch the weather 
And if they bring you back to the dock, let's say three hours before the storm hits, do they fail? No. No, because you don't want to get caught out on that. The role is to bring you back. And I think, looking from the advisory capacity, what is our role or what should our role be? We can help you when the markets are good. We can tweak things as advisors. We can make things a little bit better. We can help from a tax perspective. But in reality, our job is helping you plan and helping you see and bring, you know, the storm on the horizon, the change in the clouds, the change in the weather that you would not have otherwise noticed and to bring you back to the dock safely, even if we do it too soon, right? too early. Sorry, but I'm not going to be upset if we get to the dock an hour before we're supposed to because the worst storm we've had all season is showing up. I'm going to be like, I'm okay with this. And so let's recap what the market has done so far. The market hit a peak. I think it peaked out February, I think offhand. I think it was February 16th. Yes. Right around there. It then loses 38%. It was boom, boom, and faster than it's ever happened before. Right. But we put $5 trillion, with a T, trillion dollars into the market to help it come back. Well, into the economy, I should say. And the market's a reflection of the economy. Right. To help it recover. And it's like there was a trampoline underneath this market. It went boom, straight down, and boop. And it's come a long ways back. Mm -hmm. But what that tells me right now is this could be a false sense of security right now. Right. Do you remember the um, the perfect storm? Do I remember? What? You sent it to me while you were sailing across the lake. <laughs> Do I remember? The first time that I crossed the lake, I sent Vanessa... And I had it delivered the day that I was gone, the first day we shoved off. And so I knew based on Amazon's delivery schedules, it would basically get to you when I was out of cell phone contact. Correct. What were the three movies? I know we've said this on the radio before, but for it's those of you funny. just joining us, Ghost, Titanic, and <laughs> The Perfect Storm. So <laughs> I give you The Perfect Storm right now. What made me think of it is that Right, you remember they go through horrible weather, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they get this pocket of beautiful mm -hmm. sunshine, more fish than they've ever had the whole season. No, 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 they already had all the fish. I and I don't even remember if it got beautiful, but it, it gets calm for a minute, a little bit, yeah. And then it goes world's biggest wave that you'll ever see in your life. So I'm not. I don't know. Who knows? Who could say they know? that the market is just going to keep recovering from here. We've put a ton of money into it. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to prove to you that it's the most money we've ever put in the market. And we're going to compare it into the economy. We'll compare it to one of the, probably to date, what was the largest economic stimulus the government has ever undertaken. And show you what that, how they compare. But is this just a, a lull? Is it a brief, hey, the weather's pretty good? Right. People's spirits are lifted because things are more open than what they were two months ago. And the reality is no one knows, but we'll give, some, give you some comparisons. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. 
United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. Join us on Twitter at Fireproof Show on... Twitter.com. Yes. You'll see a very, very adorable picture. What? What do you mean? You don't remember that I tweeted that picture of you Uh... and our duck? Because this year's been a year for animals, apparently turtles we did lose a bass yeah we did foxes lots and lots of turkeys birds in our windows and ducks Mm-hmm. well duck and you tried to keep a baby deer i didn't get to catch it you didn't because i'm the one that got it oh i thought you were talking about the one that i almost touched in the while we were fishing no i'm talking about the one that was wandering in the road by my office and we got it into the bushes because it was two days old and you went can you take it home i did not say that i said did you see the mother no you didn't you said why aren't you putting it in the car how big is it how old is it no no and no moving on okay so we put five trillion dollars into this economy and the markets have soared back. Right. If we look at the Dow, the Dow went from 29,500 29, down to about 18,500. And it's somewhere between 25,000 and 26,000 right now, depending on the day you look. Got as high as 27 and change. It was very close to hitting uh, to getting back to its high. In fact, the NASDAQ, which is tech-oriented, hit a new all-time high. Right. But yet... The economy is nowhere near what it was. Correct. And quite frankly, from a business standpoint, while we are busy on the construction side, we're just shy of what we were doing last year. So, And we're waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm literally still working on backlog mm-hmm. from shutdown. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there is new stuff that's being filtered in. Yes, there are people who are calling in for new projects, but I literally still have... At least a dozen projects from shutdown. There's a lot of positive emotions out there right now. There's a lot of exuberance, but the mechanics haven't changed. The The numbers haven't changed. When we look at what we're pricing some of these companies at right now, when I, when I look into the market, we're pricing companies from a price-to-earnings perspective more expensive than what we were six months ago. What does that mean? Um, so the price you're paying for the stock per dollar of earnings. Okay. So what we, we call that is price to earnings. How, how many dollars am I willing to pay for every dollar of earnings? Right. And when we get more aggressive, we're saying I'll pay more dollars per dollar of earnings. 
Right. And what's happened is earnings are down, but the earnings of these companies are down by more than what the reduction in price is, which means we're paying more dollars per in price. Right. Two dollars of earnings. Right. Why? Are you saying that when we get more aggressive, that's typically saying, I'm willing to do this because things are stronger. But I don't think that they are. I think things have the appearance of being stronger, but they really aren't. No, I don't even think they have the appearance. I, you know, if you're a Donald Trump fan, he's not getting on saying this is the strongest economy. He's saying it was. Correct. We're and not he, back where we are. And he's saying we can get back. Right. But this goes back to our last episode a week or two ago, whatever it was. Irra- day trading. Irrational exuberance. Correct. Day trading. Robin Hood is going bananas because people have more time on their hands, so they're spending more time doing their own day trading. Yeah. I don't, you know, and we don't technically know why they're doing more. It, it may not be time. It may be, I've thought about this, it may be looking back to 2009. True. And our generation saw, you know, and they conveniently forgot about GM. Right. That that stock became worthless. But instead, they can look back at a 10 year history. Yeah. Period. Try to make period and history into one word. Did not work for you. History. <laughs> Doesn't sound right. <laughs> Right. And they see these companies that were trading at eight, then they got all the way down to say 40 cents, some even maybe 20 cents. And now, you know, maybe are all the way at $12. And I think there's a sentiment, there's a belief out there that no matter what happens, things just come back. Right. And part of that's been true because of the amount of economic stimulus, the amount of money the government has been putting into the economy. But you can't just go through this and say, well, no matter what happens, it just always recovers because that's not the case. Well, right. And that money that is being dumped into the economy right now has to come from somewhere. So the bigger question is, will it work? And we don't know. But I can give you some history to compare it to. So I said, this is the biggest economic stimulus we've ever, ever done. And when I was saying this face to face about a month ago to a client, he said, well, Mike, what about the public works program? And here's how we compared it. We spent $5 trillion so far, mm-hmm. but our economy, and, and I'm rounding, but our economy, our GDP, gross domestic products is about $20 trillion. So we've spent about 25% of our GDP, about 25% of our economy right. in stimulus. And we've done that over how many months? Like three. Yet, if I go back to the public works program, we spent $6 billion with a B, not a T, but a B, $6 billion. And you go, but Mike, that was like 80 years ago. You're right. But that was a lot of money back then. Exactly. That was probably equal to what we spent this time around. Well, that's the argument that the client was making. So here's how we compared it. What was the size of the U.S. economy then? Because that's the way we're doing this. We're saying it was 25% of our economy. Okay. The size of the U.S. economy at that point was $60 billion. We spent 6 10%. Over how many years, though? Seven? Yeah. Eight, nine? So, a lot. Not cumulative. Or not like each year. I right. Mean, no, you spent that same that amount in seven years. Yeah, we spent 10% of the U.S. economy over 10 years, not 25% in three months. Correct. So, when you sit here going, well, Mike, the market, look at the market has jumped way up. We spent 25% of our economic, you know, figure 
our in our gross domestic product, the size of our economy in three months. What did you expect to happen? Right. Now, is it bad? How can anyone tell you that it is? Well, nobody thinks it is right now. You know, I think people politicize it. Because I have heard people that are on one side of the aisle and they go, I can't believe that. Look at what the Democrats have spent. But yet there's a Democratic bill called the Heroes Bill or Heroes Act. I think that still means bill. Yeah, it is what it is. That wants to spend another $3 trillion. And when I've asked those people, what did you think about that? I think it's a great thing, Mike. Well, wait a minute. How How is one party at fault for spending $5 trillion and you want to spend another 3 I'm sorry, but right now you could politicize the way people tie their shoes. Do they do the bunny goes around the tree or do they loop-a-dee-loop and blah? I think the bigger... I, I completely agree. Like, I, anything can get politicized. I could... People could politically break down how I put my contacts in my eyes these days. I mean, I do. Yeah, it's the You don't own contacts, so you wouldn't know. But that's how stupid things have gotten. You know what? On that note, let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to continue this. Because there's a good point that you and I have talked about many, many times. And I think we should all hear it. And I think we can all do better on it. Let's take a quick break. Then we'll be right back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. It's always our honor to be here with you. It truly is. Uh, you know, I, I think back to the days when we were on, I guess it was me, was on one one station. Mm-hmm. That station, you know, that was WFUR, 102.9. Yeah. Doesn't exist now. Now it's 92.9. It got sold off. I don't even know right. if they're... Because they like retired, didn't they? Not really. No. Oh. Another... It doesn't cr- matter. Christian station bottom, whatever. So thank you to all the people... Mergers. ...joining us on that, the new station. But, uh, you know, it's grown to seven or eight. It's been quite a ride. And it's just an honor to be here with you guys. That being said, let's recap a little bit. We've put $5 trillion in the market. Is it bad? Is it good? There's no way for you to humanly say you know. We probably won't know until five years out when we look back and say this was the result of what happened. Honestly, I think 20. 30. Yeah, it'll probably take more than five years. You're right. Because it's still hard to even know whether the economic stimulus in 09 was the right thing to do yet. Right. True. So we won't know. Here's what we do know. It's done. You can't do anything about it now. It got bipartisan support. Right. It wasn't one party. It was both. You want to look at a positive. I think right now we should be finding positive. The positive is Congress worked together and got it done. Right. Even if you don't like it, they agreed on something for the first time in like 10 years yeah are you kidding me it would be like you blowing on a fuzzy dandelion and watching all of that stuff spread out and then 10 minutes later going i want it back it's done you can't get those little fuzzies back individually on that dandelion stem they're gone it gone so hunker down right now and You have to put money away. We have to plan for the weather to go bad. You have to plan that the $600 of economic stimulus per week is going to stop. Correct. You have to be prepared. You you know, what happened in the market because it came back so quickly is 
you got a second chance right now. If you are more aggressive than what you should have been, if you saw the loss and you're like, I didn't think I was taking that much risk. By the way, the market went from peak to trough 38%. It just did it really quickly. 38 isn't a horrible, huge amount of loss. It's a typical loss. Right. It just did it in 24 hours as Almost. opposed to a month. We've been, well, yeah, a couple weeks versus a couple months. Right. We've been telling you for two to three years, I'm not ta- I'm not patting us on the back, but for two to three years that when a downturn happens, they happen fast and they're big. Right. This happened really fast. It and it was, was ginormous. No, no, no. That's my point. It happened really fast, but wasn't that big from an economic standpoint. Again, you put $5 trillion into it. It was a 38% decline, not a 50. Yeah, that's true. Not a 60, 38. We've had lots worse than that. Right. And it's come back. But you still have to be prepared. Well, that's... I'm getting there. You're about 10% from where we were. If you found out that you were more aggressive than you thought, that means this is a second chance. To fix it. De-risk now. Don't wait. Do it now. Because the market could and very well might keep going up from here. But it could and very well might go back the other way. Because this is a world economy now. Right. And not every government is pumping. A lot of governments are pumping a lot of money. Not everyone is pumping the kind of money that we are, though. Correct. And you have to be prepared for that. Now. But you also have to be prepared for that to stop. That's what I'm saying. Be prepared for negative. Like the $600 to be gone. Correct. Like I have cousins who are panicking because they just got laid off at the end of this and now it's this this $600 stimulus needs to continue to the end of the year. Mm -hmm. It's like, why? There are things out there. I mean, I'm sorry. One of my office employees said, my one of my friends from college, he got laid off. He didn't really want to deal with the whole unemployment thing. He took a job with Grubhub because he has a 400cc moped. He made $1,500 a week doing Grubhub because he didn't want to sit at home and he didn't want to figure out unemployment. Exactly. Be a ship shopper. Correct. There are things. There are lots of what they call the gig employment right now. Correct. There are ways, if you are worried about the $600, to figure it out. Yeah, you might have to take a cut. But and, figure it out. And yeah, you might have to do something you're not comfortable or didn't want to do. Sorry, it is what it is. But that's life. And where you're at right now, if you've got you know, the unemployment check, or if you've got employment, you have to start putting away for it now. Right. You have that second ability. But I was reading an article, and there was a few things. There was five, the article was actually five spiritual ways, and I don't even know how this got on my phone, to be honest. I don't know. You click on a lot of stuff. Like you said, you have 40 some odd open windows on your phone. <laughs> nope. I got it down to 40. And after this, it'll be 39. But it was five spiritual ways that will change the way you live. And I, you know, I know that we turn some people off on this and, and that's not my goal. But there was number one and number five I really liked. Actually, do you remember the one that would be really bad for me? Five minutes of silence. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're moving it past that one. Five minutes of silence. Do you know the things I will think about with five minutes of silence? That's that's not going to do it's anything. It's not possible. I'm not a morning person, and I'm trying to brush my teeth for two <laughs> minutes, and you're sitting there on a blah, 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 and I just have to look at you and put my hand up and go, not right now. That's 300 seconds of... <clears throat> the it's... only time you are quiet is when you're sleeping. All right. But number one was give thanks. 
you know, I, I've said this to a lot of clients lately, and and I like it, and I think it makes sense. Would would I do what our governor has done? Nope. Would I have planned it that way? Nope. But you know what? It's pretty arrogant of me to think that just because I would have done it differently that it was would have for certain worked. Right. We have no idea. You know what? Maybe if you're John Engler or who was the one after that? Jennifer Granholm. I know those are I'm making people mad right now. At least you have an experience of it. Right. If you haven't been a governor and you're like, not the way I would do it. You're right. It's not the way I would do it. I also don't have the experience. When I see Shea Patterson th- fumble the ball, I'm like, I wouldn't fumble the ball. Yet I haven't had some 300-pound linemen who re- can run four 440s running at me. Right. I can, I'm can. i pretty sure I look at him and, and Harbaugh calls, all right, we're going to do a handoff right up the middle. I'm like, no, I wouldn't do that. And then I watch it fail. I'm like, see? Pretty easy for my, my seat. Right. I don't like the way she handled it. But it's not appropriate and it's arrogant for me to say... What you would have done would be better. Yep. Because you have no idea. So why don't we give thanks for what we do have? Right. On that note, guys, let's be thankful. Let's be thankful for what we have. Let's have our opinions. But let's also be willing to listen and hear others' opinions. Because when we do that, when we listen and we talk and we debate in a fruitful way, we come up with better answers right and if you got nothing else from this show put some money away <laughs> save Knock some the empty bird nest out of your window to turn your air on have an emergency fund let's start preparing because these things do happen on that note this has been another episode of fireproof your finances we are your hosts god bless this has been fireproof your finances with michael and vanessa Markey. want to listen to past shows or get in touch with michael or vanessa Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.